For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. Uh-huh. Lil Wayne. Sammy Singh took me. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Believe in College Baseball. We are your hosts, Alan Siles and Orlando Razo. You can listen to us where you listen to all great podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Luminary. While you're in there, go ahead and give us a review. If you love us, give us five stars. If you don't, give us five stars anyway. Download, subscribe today if you haven't already, and welcome to the show. So, um, yeah, I think this week, the last two episodes, we were talking about the top 25 preseason teams based on d1baseball.com. Yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about some teams that weren't on that list, but we think could maybe make some noise um, at some point. And, you know, we don't really have an idea of what makes some noise is, right? No, we're shooting blind. Right. We, we're, we're not really sure blind. what that means, but whatever that noise is, we think they could make it. Um, and then we're going to talk about some of the best players that we've played against. Uh, we're going to do that at the end of the show. But before we get to the end of the show, we're going to talk about some of our favorite baseball players from college baseball, um, from probably before our time, um, during our time and even maybe after our time. So, okay, Orlando. Yeah, we got free reign here, like you were saying. So why don't we just get right into it? You know, what, who are some of the teams? Let's just go through each other's teams first, right? We won't go back and forth. You do your teams, some of your reasons why you think they're under the radar. Um, and I'll do mine. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, Yeah, let's dive right into the deep end. I'm going to go with UC Irvine as my sleeper team. Barely missed the regional last year. Uh, I think they got to replace a few guys on the staff, but they got their ace. They got the big West pitcher of the year, Trent Deadholm, who happens to be a friend of mine. Good friends with his older brother who plays at Davis. Um, So that's not at all why I'm picking Irvine to be uh, the, my sleeper team, not right. at all why I'm, I'm picking them. Um, but once again, Trent Denholm, all-around stud. He'll be a high-round pick. And just Irvine always plays the game the right way. So they'll be in a ton of games. It's just a matter of whether they can generate enough offense to close out those games. Um, but the one thing I worry about them, they always play a really good schedule. Right. So they're going to be going, you know, they're going to be going on the road to – they always go on the road to the TCUs and the Mississippi States. Uh, so we'll see. That'll be a big test. But right. Irvine's my first team. It's funny that you even say, you know, when you said they always play a tough schedule, 
I wasn't even thinking about out of conference. Even in conference is pretty tough. Um, you know what I mean? Gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, how do you know? How do you know uh, Dead Home? So his brother was he was an underclassman when I was at Davis. Got it. Um, great family, great kid, and then just sort of got introduced to the brother through him, um, and played catch with him a few times in the off season. Worked out a couple times with him. Um, but he's really good. I don't know if you remember Dalton Jeffries from Cal. Oh yeah. Yeah. A few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, I played with Dalton, uh, before going into my freshman year of college on a summer team <clears throat> that Trent, <clears throat> sorry, ended up playing for. Um, but Trent reminds me of Dalton where not like both of them aren't the biggest dudes. Right. How to pitch they have it all upstairs um both really really smart um the only thing i would say dalton probably threw a little bit harder mm-hmm. uh but trent has four pitches he has movement with this fastball he'll switch speeds whenever he wants um so i, I really like irvine just because uh you know that they they got strong pitching their guys are always going to throw strikes um but yeah trent's a Trent's a friend of mine. That's not at all why I picked them. There you go. Hey, you know, as long as they come through and like we say, make some noise, I, I got no, no problem with your picks. We don't know yet. Nobody knows anything yet. You know, that's what we're, that's what we're waiting to see. We are at the gun range and we're just kind of closing our eyes. Right. And, and shooting around. Right. We'll see when they, uh, you know, when the targets come up, if we hit on any, uh, yeah, but I don't actually sure do that. We'll just keep adding teams so we know we at least get one team. We'll be bound to hit at least yeah. one if we name off. Like, we'll rattle off, like, 50 teams. Exactly, exactly. Um, did you everybody anybody else? Um, I actually do. Uh, Long Beach State, another one, another West Coast team. Aren't they um, in the Big West, too? They're also a Big West team. <laughs> I played in the Big West. I was so going to say. This is not biased at all. Okay. Uh, but my another thing long beach state they got a new coaching staff eric valenzuela guy's a dog in the recruiting circuit Mm -hmm. he truly grinds his staff grinds and they develop talent they made saint mary's a really really respectable program right um just uh playing them a few times the way they played the game they had multiple guys throwing 90 plus so i just trust that valenzuela who is rooted in socal he's like the perfect Long Beach State coach where he's a little bit husky, um, just has that look to him where he right, just right. looks like a dirt bag. He looks yeah. like a dirt bag. There you go. And that's the best compliment that you yeah. If pay. you're going to coach the dirt bags, you better look the part. You better look like one. Yeah, right. no, exactly. So that's just purely off, you know, the, what Valenzuela's track record is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he's going to turn that program around fast. Yeah. But my other last sleeper team here is just any team from the SEC that D1 baseball didn't name. That's smart. That's smart. Top 25. And who was that? Wait. Uh definitely South Carolina, we know that. South Carolina, Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh Tennessee was ten I don't think Tennessee, Tennessee on Tennessee is one of my teams. Remember we were talking about the teams that you like for no reason. Love Tennessee, but what are we doing? When you talk about the recruiting, how are you not good at baseball? What I don't understand. I don't get how they're not good in any sport. I uh, mean neither. Me neither. Like they'll 
football, only the good Lord knows. Basketball, they'll have their seasons every once in a while. But baseball, right. I'm like, it just seems like it should be a baseball school. Like, if you're in the S, if you're in a, a power five, and I have to Google to double check whether you have a team or not, you need a new recruiting, like, coordinator immediately. And probably just a whole new coaching staff. Right. I think they just cleared out their coaching staff because they had the old Fullerton coach. Right from a while back, Serrano, and then right, he right. didn't work out. So I, I don't know if this is a new coaching staff or if it's a new, new coaching staff, but they should, you're right. They should be good at baseball. Their orange is perfect for baseball. It's perfect. Is, I'm a big color guy. You know that. I know. The I orange know. is great and should be in the regional. We should be seeing the Tennessee orange consistently. Right. We definitely shouldn't be confirming whether or not they have a program. Exactly. <laughs> um, Okay, so that means technically, but still, according to you, they could make some noise. They could make. No, they're some my sleeper. Tennessee yeah. is my sleeper. Yeah. I, I've been on them. Uh, I've been on them since right. uh, about five minutes ago. You so know. I, I just like I like the SEC this year. Why not? I think the SEC is going to make some noise. That's my that's my hot take. There you go. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Let's get to your picks. Yeah. So you know. We've been doing this show. This is the third episode, and I'm trying to take some uh, some some notes out of your notebook, right? So I went a little bit, you know, I haven't necessarily been the stat guy so far, but I got a little nitty gritty on this one. Um, so I hope you appreciate it. Um, so here we go, right? And when I when I say a little nitty gritty, that's a little gritty, little nitty gritty for me, who you know I haven't really dove into the numbers like you have these last couple episodes, but I think you'll be impressed. I think you'll be impressed. Okay. So I'm starting out with Houston, right? I'm starting out with the Houston Cougars. Um, they went 32 and 24 last year. Uh, Temple, before they lost their program, they were in the AAC for a year. So um, I know my, I know a lot of my teammates at that time, you know, uh, they got one year in the ACC and they got to see Houston. Houston's just another one of those teams that's just been around. Like Houston is like the opposite of Tennessee. We don't really know why they're always around, but they're always around. We feel like Tennessee should be around and they're never around. You know what I mean? Besides once every blue moon in college basketball. So Houston, I feel like they're in the AAC, which is a bunch of respectable programs that just probably won't win a championship. So it's kind of wide open, right? Um, so I'm just basing a lot of this off what they did last year. 32-24, you know, you know Houston. Um, they're kind of like the bullies in the AAC in all the sports. So I think that kind of fits for them. I feel really bad about this next pick uh, because you've already devoured most of the Big West. But I did have this written before we spoke. UC Santa Barbara went 45-9 and nine last year. 45 and nine. Um, but again, like I, like we were talking about, uh, they have a really tough schedule. You know, you got to get through Fullerton, Long Beach, who's rebuilding, but they can always get decent recruits. Um, you know, like you said, you see Irvine, all these schools. So that's really why I'm like, and, and something that good, like 45 and nine, 
if unless you are at SEC school, it just even if you are, kids are leaving, freshmen are coming in. That's really hard to replicate. Um, and I can't remember if they went to the super regionals or not last year. So I know I they went to the regional they were in. They were in Stanford's regional last year. Oh um, shoot! Yeah, they and they played. They kind of had a shitty draw. They played Fresno State in the first game, uh, so okay. they were the number two seed. They couldn't host. They, I think they would have hosted. Right. They just got lights this year. Oh. Um, I remember when I was in college, they hosted their own regional mm-hmm. at some minor league park in like Lake Elsinore or okay. something like that, right. which is four hours, five hours away from Santa Barbara. Uh-huh. Uh, but they had a tough draw. They played Fresno State, who had a guy last year drafted in the first round, a pitcher, J- Ryan Jensen, mm-hmm. uh, and they faced him game one, and he almost threw a no-no. So they were just – I mean, if you lose the first game of a regional, mm-hmm. you're pretty much fucked. You cannot lose again. Literally. Well, literally. That, literally. You literally cannot lose again. That was like – sorry. That was like a Booger McFarland statement right there. You know, like, that now that the Dallas like, Cowboys lost their coach – they're going to need a new coach. Like, that's how I felt right there. Please. Right, yeah. You can't listeners, please apologize. If, if the Chiefs continue to win Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes is going to have more Super Bowl rings. That's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, facts. it's hard-hitting. It's, it's hard-hitting. Facts. Okay. So that was my second team. This team, shout out to my buddies. I have a group of friends that I went to high school with that all went to this school. Um, and they actually – did all right to, to start the season. I think they ended up cooling off. But uh, the LMU Lions, um, they, yeah, they did well to start the season, ended up cooling off, but then took UCLA. They were one win away from taking down UCLA uh, in the regional. And they, they won the first one. All they had to do was win again. And then you know how it goes. As soon as they lost that second game, we all knew there was no way they were winning the third. That's just not how best out of threes go most of the time, and they lost. But, um, you know, kind of staying under the radar in the WCC, which is another uh, interesting conference, and sorry to all the East Coasters. We're, we're doing our best to get all over the place here. Uh, the, problem with, the problem with the East Coast is we know the big schools. It's just harder to find these these smaller guys, but we're doing the best we can. Houston, right? You'll like my next pick. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, LMU, man, I just think that they always kind of hang around and it's just about getting hot at the right time. Uh, they had good pitching, but it was the hitting last year and they ran into UCLA. So, um, like I said, what make noise means couldn't really tell you, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it. I'd say what's the threshold? Like, is it the sleeper? If the sleeper team makes a regional, we should get some sort of award. If the sleeper team, our- yeah, like LMU, if you don't win your division, if you don't win your division or your conference and you still get into the regional for – these, are, we got to – we'll write this out. I say one would be you go to like – you're in a decent conference, but uh, you didn't win your tournament. You weren't – you, uh, yeah, you weren't an automatic bid, and you – you're in like the the championship for the regional, something like you don't go one, two barbecue. That's number one. And then if you, or obviously if you win your conference, but it's a tiny conference. Um, I think I saw like Navy, I was looking at the whole D1 RPI and Navy went 
I mean, it was like 37 and 17 or something like that. And they were like 160 on the RPI. So I just had to see how bad their schedule was. It was like um, Maryland Eastern Shore, like, like Longwood, just a bunch of random schools. So if you come out of the Patriot League or something and you get to the championship regional weekend or dare I or anything past that, you made some noise. You made yeah. some noise, you know, but there's levels. You could be, okay, the, all the conferences where every team gets in, if you're the last seed and you get to the championship, you made some noise. You made some noise. You know, there's levels to noise. Um, but yeah, LMU, I look for them. You know, they got really close last year. I feel like it could go two ways. It could have been, that was just their year and they could have taken it to the next level and they didn't. And maybe we'll hear from them in another five to 10 years. Or this could be building something, you know, maybe they got a couple of recruits that typically wouldn't go there. Um, they're always on the, uh, the college baseball Instagrams for their cool jerseys and things like that. So um, that's what kids like. That's what kids like, you know, so we'll see. They also got a pretty cool, they also got a cool stadium. Like they, they do. They got a little green monster action going. Yeah, I mean, I had no clue how spoiled my friends were until I was down in L.A. and saw LMU's campus. It is oh. freaking beautiful out there. Bro, it is awesome. You know? It's an awesome campus. So th that, there's that. My last school uh, is another connection for a couple reasons. But don't worry, East Coasters, we got you on this. I'm going with VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Now they're in the, yes, exactly. Shaka uh, never really did what he was able to do there at Texas. Um, just hasn't exactly. been. Uh, but they, I could have sworn they went to the AAC, but maybe, I think they are still in the Atlantic 10. That's what, uh, NCAA had them in the, in the Atlantic 10. Um, and they went, oh, you know what? They definitely are in the Atlantic, Atlantic 10 because they went 39 and 19. Um, which is a great season. Then they went from what it looked like in their schedule, they went one, two barbecue. Uh, and they definitely were, you know, at least one of the top, you know, one of the top uh, choices for that conference tournament. Uh, they lost to Fordham. And then I believe they lost to Richmond after that. So I think that's a situation where, you know, they got to have a bad taste in their mouth. And these are the types of teams that, you know, they didn't get they didn't even get far enough to say that they choked because they didn't even get out of the conference. You know, they didn't even win the conference. So I look for them to want to turn that around 39-19. They're one of those schools that they'll have guys that get drafted, but you know, they're not really based upon a really good year. That's kind of where I put LMU, right? Like they always have a kind of solid core. Um, and again, Atlantic 10 baseball, I played in it. It's fine, but there's no, there's no like two bosses that you just can't beat every year. Everyone's got a shot. So that's why I'm saying they're the closest thing to that. They got knocked off their pedestal last year. I'm looking for them to make some noise, make a return. And I'm looking for them to, you know, get to regionals this year and maybe, um, you know, and have a long weekend. We'll say it like that. Have well, a long, long weekend. That's perfect. Long yeah. weekend. I mean, uh I got to give it to you. You're bringing the heat right now. Listen you know, I, I was on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm dialed in, man. So that's it. Those are my picks. I wanted to, I got, you know, the middle, I got tech, I got, you know, Houston, I got the West, I got the East. 
Um, so we got to keep an eye on those schools as we progress through this season, see how they're doing. But, and, and also at the end of the day, all that matters is, you know, if they get to the postseason, what happens next? You know, because uh, if they post up another uh, VCU post up another season like that and then losing the conference tournament again, it's all for nothing. It's all for nothing. Exactly. I'm going to throw in actually two more teams. Please do. Uh, UConn, another one. I yeah. almost did UConn. I almost I did like UConn. UConn. Yeah. I like UConn. We played them a couple times uh, during my college career, mm-hmm. and they were always super well coached and right. actually had an amount of prospects on their team. Yeah. I Anytime you remember – anytime you can remember seeing a team, a, a college baseball team on TV when you're not watching – um, like a, a specific network, like Big Ten or SEC or Pac-12 or whatever, you know they were at least decent enough to be somewhere. So UConn, I definitely saw them play last year at some point. Again, AAC, no real big dog, you know, besides Houston, I guess. Uh, and you guys, you know, like we always say, hit us up on Twitter if I'm completely wrong, but just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, AAC isn't bad. Like They're, they're not I bad. They're not bad. With maybe a little step above the Big West lately. I'm just saying there's no perennial. There's no perennial. Oh, no. There's no. Every year it's somewhat. Every year a team has a year, but it's not like, shoot, we got to. Basically, probably what the Navy did to the Patriot League. You know, it's like, shoot, we do all this just to lose to them. Um, So, okay, who's your other team? Uh, actually, this was a team you were talking about last week, and that's Texas. Told Texas, you. Texas was ass. Right. Last they were yeah. ass, but they had a ton of injuries. Okay. Um, and then they got a freshman pitcher coming in who I coached this summer. Once again, not biased. Um, but this guy, he's probably going to be in the weekend. And okay. At, which, as a freshman at Texas, I don't care how shitty Texas was last year. Right. If you're a freshman in the weekend rotation – Right. Well, I was going to say, did he get drafted and decide to go to Texas anyway? So I don't know if he was like, I don't think he was that like he's an upper 80s, kind of right. low 90s. Lefty. He's developing still. Right. Yeah. He hasn't like filled out yet. So right. I don't think it was the right decision if he would have gone in the draft. I'm sure he could have gotten drafted mm-hmm. within the top 10 rounds. Right. Um, but he's a lefty with feel for pitching. He's a bulldog and he throws four pitches. So I think he's going to get a lot of innings. Hopefully he Mm -hmm. stays healthy this year. Pete Hansen, um, another same high school actually as Trent Denholm. Wow. Uh, Got out Eldorado Hills. They got him coming out there, man. Yeah. It's a pipeline. Not, not as good as Sarah or De La Salle, but. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So they're decent. Yeah. Those are my two. Not from the West Coast, not from the Big West. There you go. So, there you go, everybody. We do not discriminate, you know, all teams. And like we always say, you know, social media is a great thing. You can talk to anybody you want to. Uh, who did we forget? Who's going to make some noise? Hashtag noisemakers, you know? Just tell us. Uh, we don't know everything. We just know most of it. All right? Okay, Orlando. It's time to do some... Uh, you know, some reminiscing. Who are your, yeah, who are some of the college guys from back in the day that um, you were all about? You know, who's some of your favorites from the past? 
Well, if we want to go real rewind, just beginning of the timeline. Okay. I think it starts because I, I grew up going to Stanford games. And I think it starts with Ryan Garko, who Okay. I don't know if you remember him. I mean, yeah. I remember him when I was five, six years old, mm-hmm. just kind of going out to Sunken Diamond. And I mean, they were using the old bats then and Stanford raked they had i think they had jed lowry carlos quentin who mm-hmm. would have gotten um the dosage award he would have he just he got hit all the time every right. single game I remember as a child he's either hitting a home run or getting hit by a pitch that's so great on base percentage yeah oh he was yeah he had a great obp great ops obp it's a shame they didn't use that back then um Ryan Garko, Carlos Quinton, two guys to start out. As I'm getting as I'm getting older, I remember Chris Bryant when he was at USD. I watched him when he was a freshman, and he was already like taller than everyone. Right. And his swing was like I remember watching him at Santa Clara, and it was kind of a weird swing. But he went three for three with a homer and two doubles. Jeez. And I'm like. Oh, I was like, this guy, this tall guy over here is actually pretty good. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to look him up. And so I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's a freshman. And he won, like he won some home run derby. Remember the, the high school? I think they still do it. It's like the high school home yeah, run derby. Yeah, they still derby. do it. That dude, that dude who's all about it, like he's supposed to be the next guy, Blaze Jordan. Um, I think he won it last year. I mean, how can you not go to the league with name? That's like an that? athlete's name. It's right. like Josh. It's like Blaze Jordan ain't gonna have a nine to five. No, like you're not Blaise sending you're not sending Blaze Jordan an email, you know, um, telling him that like the paperwork needs to be back in order. You're just not. You're just not. Right. You know. Right. Jeez. Um, okay. What else? Who else? So Chris Bryant, and then you know when I when I got to college couple names jumped out Shane Bieber was the best pitcher I had seen and my throughout my entire college career like he was the Sunday guy one year he was a Saturday guy the other Friday guy the next year and I just remember thinking like I mean he was only throwing 88 89 when he was in college but he would the catcher would set up which is brilliant by Santa Barbara Um, he would set up on the, you know, split the plate in thirds. So if he was throwing outside, he'd start out there in the first inning, mm-hmm. paint the corner for two innings, shoved it up our ass. And then third and fourth inning, catcher would get about, you know, on the black. He could hit that. He could hit a Nat's ass. Paint the corner for innings three and four. Paint the black. All right, catcher would move two more inches off the plate. By the seventh inning, he's getting calls that are about, five to six inches off the plate simply because he's just been peppering that spot all day. Right. Right. Just because right. he could. And then right. not to mention he'd come in with a change up and a slider. Um, but it was really, really high spin rate. Like I, we didn't have that technology before you could just tell by the way the ball would kind of jump. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the last second would just kind of rise a little bit and guys would swing over the top of it or under it. I don't know how the science works. I'm not a science guy, but he was 
like he was so fun to watch. I just remember being in the dugout and just being like, well, I wasn't hoping that we'd lose, but I was like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if he threw a no hitter. Right. Um, right. I'm, like I hope, I'm get, sure you kept that to yourself. Uh, I told, I would, I, so I had like a group of like four other teammates, like four of my like best friends and we would all just sit in one place, not sit, we'd stand right uh, in one corner of the dugout. And it was kind of like the trust, like an old school is like the trust tree where we could kind of get all of our thoughts out. What was going through our mind? Like, Hey, do we think we're going to lose this one? Right, right, right. When, when is shit just going to hit the fan? So yeah, that, that was our little trust circle. Uh, we called it the country club. Were you all pitchers? Oh, hundred percent. I knew it. I mean, I knew it. hundred you know, percent. I knew it. That's such a, <laughs> so, a pitcher thing to do. So we would, yeah, that's where we would congregate and talk about how good Shane Bieber was. Um, and then Thomas Eshelman's another guy from mm-hmm. Fullerton where he would do the same thing. He threw a little bit slower than Bieber, uh, which is why I think, I, I, I don't think he's been able to sustain himself at the big leagues, but the fact that he's made it there is right. obviously great. Um, but Eshelman was another guy that like, he could just put the ball wherever he wanted to. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was just kind of unfair sometimes. We actually beat him one year. So that's our claim to fame. We just owned Eshelman. There you go. Uh, I think we beat him like three to one. Hey, but <laughs> win to win, win to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, so those are the guys that really stood out. There's obviously a ton more. Right. When I think of, you know, the, the players that I've played against, you know, there's Nick Madrigal. Um, there's one story I could tell now. I, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just tell it now. Just tell it. My last year of college, we went up to Oregon State. Okay. And it was at the beginning of the season, so it's just raining the entire time there. I think that's why Oregon State is so good on the road, is because, or not on the road, so good at home, is because it just rains there all the time, and every, the opposing team has to be just miserable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've been to Corvallis, Oregon, either. I haven't. I have not. I haven't. I well, maybe if you went for like a, a game, it would be nice. But if you just went to Corvallis to kind of check out the vibe there, I would recommend against it. Okay. Noted. So we played at Oregon State, and this was the year they went, what, 102? And they didn't mm-hmm. win the national championship. Uh-huh. They ended up winning it the next year. But on this team, they had Madrigal, Larnock, um, they had Luke Heimlich, mm-hmm. who is playing in the Mexican league. Yeah. We get into that. Um, but they were loaded. They had like five, six first round picks. Right. And uh, I started against them as the second game of the double header after Heimlich struck out like 17. <laughs> and so we're all, we're all pumped. You know, we're like, Oh, you know, we're going to get them this game. We're really going to fucking show them, get our revenge. Right. It was eight to nothing before my coach could sit down. I think I like walked a guy, gave up a blue pit, gave up a piss missile, walked another guy. It was eight to nothing in the first inning. It was like the quickest. I was just kind of remember vividly looking around. I can't see my parents in the stands. I I thought they might've just left. Um, And I was like, wow, you know, this, not only is this team really good, but I feel horrible. 
you know, sometimes in times like that, you just kind of. Got to hang with them. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you feel good? Like, okay, I guess the thing is in these situations where there's someone who's like really, really good. And I think it is very interesting in baseball. Did it, did you feel like, okay, like it's that moment where you're like, this is my stuff. You throw your stuff and then they hit your stuff. Cause it's one thing if you didn't have it. Right. It's another thing. If you're like, I feel good and I'm doing it. That's almost like worse. If you're like, I'm, I'm really doing it right now. And they're, they're doing it better. They're just doing it better. So, yeah, I 100% get where you're coming from. You know, there are obviously those days where you have it. I had nothing. Like, okay, at least was, you didn't have I threw it. maybe 60 pitches in the bullpen right. because I just couldn't even get warmed up. Right, at least, at least you have that to hang your hat on. That's better than them, like, you know, just crush, you're like, I'm all, like feeling like <laughs> swagged up and then they're just like not today dude i'm bringing the heat today yeah just yeah up in the ninth spot or eight spot in the first set. right right like as a hitter it's like when you get to that two oh three one count and sure maybe you know the guy is throwing a little harder but you like okay this guy's throwing a fastball i'm about to rip this and then you just don't you know like whether you pop it up or you just get gassed up and you're like I thought I started early. I guess I got to start earlier. And I don't think I can start any earlier. Or you're just dead red. And then right. he throws a, a curveball like 47, the Williamsport strike that you right. just swing at. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm on one knee at this point, And this is very embarrassing. Um, but that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, so you basically combined our last two topics with the best the best players that we've seen or our favorite players right um from the past and the present and best players we've played against and i'm sure we might need for you know your experience uh in pro ball we probably need a whole another segment for that as well just because i'm sure some of your stories are wild um i'm gonna start off with this guy, man, this, and I think I might have talked about him on the first episode, but the dude, Jared Mitchell from LSU, that guy was everything that I could ever dream of ever being. And when I followed him after, and he never, I don't, I'm sure he may have gotten a, at batter or maybe a couple, but he didn't ever do it. And that guy at LSU, was everything to me. I already played baseball, but my my literally my goal was to be him. Literally. That team was loaded too. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I couldn't remember if maybe he even played football too or something like that or he used to or something and I yeah, and now it's like the legend is growing, and I'm like, wait, did he close at one point? Like, I can't even remember any of this right now. All, all I know is he played right field. He was like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, at every tool in the book. I couldn't wait to watch him in the MLB, and then next thing you know, I was getting ready for college myself, and he wasn't in the league, and uh, he wasn't going to get to the league 
or he just wasn't going to be that guy. So that guy for me was, he was college baseball. And I'm trying, I don't even remember, I don't even know how old he is now, but I, I probably was in high school, but I, I definitely wasn't in college yet. Um, so he probably, he, hopefully he saved because I know he got drafted pretty darn high. So hopefully he saved from his signing bonus. Um, I, if you're still around, Jerry Mitchell, if you still like baseball, man, come yeah, on the show. Come on, come on you the will pod, feel, Yeah, He'd your confidence will never, uh, you know, will never waver once you talk to us because I swear to you, man, you were literally my idol. Um, so Jared Mitchell, that one was the easy one. Um, then obviously we're both Giants fans. I only saw him from highlights, but Buster Posey. And then obviously, you know, the rumor about Buster Posey, how he played all nine positions in one game at Florida State. Yeah. I don't know if that's, I think I Googled it. I'm pretty sure it's true. No, it's true. I think it was on TV. First of all, I don't is that disrespectful like how did that happen how did that how did that happen but why did it need to how do you get there like I'm trying to think of like a coach like you know like was it a a goal you know we're gonna have this guy play every position I think that Posey wanted to do it and then their coach he was old when he retired Mm mm-hmm like last year right he was still very very old yeah when posey was there Mm. so i think he was just like ah you know fuck it my best player wants to play all nine positions in a game right right i'm gonna let him roll with it so yeah that definitely put buster in that category for me and you know luckily for us buster went on to be buster posey um so that one obviously stuck out to me. Another guy, this is a more recent guy, and I, and I would assume he's still in the minors, but simply just because he represented everything that wasn't happening for me while I was at Temple. I don't know if you remember this guy. He's pretty recent, but his name was Coco Johnson, and he was on Louisville, and I think he was a left fielder. He looked like a freaking linebacker. He had, like, red dreads to match the jersey, they went to regionals because they're Louisville, of course, and he just mashed. And then you know how everybody feels when uh, they get drafted while they're playing. Like, that happened to him. And I'm just like, this guy's name is Coco Johnson. He's at Louisville. He's got red dreads. He's getting drafted during at-bats. This guy's everything. This guy's everything to me, number two. Um, I think he's still in the minor leagues. Uh, and I believe he was younger than me. Um, so I hope, I hope he keeps rolling. I hope he makes it, man. We all know how this grind is, but those would be the three favorites. Okay. Uh, when you get into best players I've played against, this one is kind of a cop out, but I played against, uh, Bryce Harper twice in a tournament. Um, when I think I was a sophomore in college and he was whatever, uh, he definitely wasn't at the junior college yet, so he was probably like a junior or senior in high school. So that was crazy. The first time we actually – he was still a catcher. First game, we actually beat them, and they had a dope they had a dope team, but we actually beat them. Second game, and, and Bryce went, I think, like one for, one for two with a walk or something. He had a hose, but we we're kind of like, okay, whatever. We play him again, um, and we had like a, you know, a lefty throw in. 
you know, kind of a, a thumber, if you will. He wasn't throwing gas. And Bryce comes up, first at bat, he, he hits a seat up the middle, like a screamer up the middle. I'm in center field. I'm just like, okay, sure, whatever. I'm, I'm sure he stole or something because everybody, everybody – when you're good back then, you're just good at everything. Like, these guys aren't even, like, necessarily fast now, but they can do everything because athletically they're just so advanced. Second time he comes up to bat, um, my buddy, the pitcher, throws another curveball just like the one that Bryce hit up the middle – and this is what Wood, right, because it's summer, and he just hits an absolute moonshot. Nobody moved in the outfield. We just watched it. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was crazy. So Bryce is clearly the best guy I've played against. Um, another – I have a funny story about a, a, another top draft pick that I played against. Oh, go ahead. One sec. Did you do that a lot when you were playing if a guy hit a – nuke just a nuke piss missile Did no because i i kind of like it I, I think it's almost like the reverse pimp job it's like the right. pimp job of the defense yeah i mean to be fair to be fair i don't know how many balls were that obvious that it was gone <laughs> like and i put like it depends what it, i guess the um the timing, right? So if I'm in left and they hit it to right field, it doesn't look the same, you know? So out of all the opportunities I had to do it, I did do it and being in center in that game. And it was just like, you know, he's a lefty. So it was like right center. I'm like, there's no way this ball is landing anywhere near like the field, you know? So I didn't do it often, but when I knew there was, this is a waste of my time. Cause I almost felt like it's almost like what's worse doing that or giving it a fake effort of like four steps and then just like walking back to where you originally were. And the pitcher knows it was gone. A lot of times. Yeah. If I had to do over again, I would look at the pitchers a lot. Cause most of the time they know, you know, um, but we're Bryce, everybody knew. I mean, it was no question. Right. It's uh, also would be a tough look if you just stood there and then the ball hit off the wall. Right. Like the wind comes in at the last second, you know, that the, the, the last the thing I need just hanging out. Like, right. The, kind of that's the last around. thing I need, you know, is to um, be that guy. Just give the coach another reason to yank me. That just, it couldn't be me. Um, but if I knew that thing was gone, sure. Or if the wind was like whipping, it's like this, this thing is not coming back. You know, um, but the other story I had was a guy who, again, this was while I was obviously in school. Uh, this guy's name is Pat Light. He got drafted in like the first supplemental round out of Monmouth. And the funny story is, um, this is my junior year. I was like, you know, um, I hadn't necessarily taken over a starting job yet. So I was DH, which was always like a weird thing for me, just simply because it's like how many lead off DHs you see, if you do see it, it's in college. Um, but this is junior year, obviously, first year coming from the Juco, so they're trying to fit me in. They're like, this guy's Pat Light. He throws gas. He throws, like, 96, you know, whatever. I'm like, whatever. You know, we'll figure it out. And literally, like you said, I get up there just ready to just swing whenever I see coming. I struck out twice. Um, I don't think I got the sombrero. I think I grounded out the last time. We actually won the game, struck out twice, and they were both on sliders. Um, I think he was just practicing, to be honest. I don't think he uh, really thought 
I was going to catch his fastball. He's like, this seems like a good time to, to practice my secondary pitches. So or that was embarrassing. Afraid. Say it again. Or he was afraid. Or he, he was afraid. You know, or he was afraid. Right? Um, and because, you know, nine hitter, second leadoff, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And so I get a – so this – so after that summer, I get a call or a text from a buddy of mine, and they're like, yo – you were all over MLB Network. And I was like, stop playing with me. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, uh, they were talking about Pat Light and you were all over his highlight reel. I was like, no, it was so embarrassing, dude. Like, luckily, I, I, I was kind of, I kind of wanted to see just to laugh. Um, but yeah, that was uh, the only time I was on MLB Network was Pat, Pat Light's uh, highlight reel. Um, so he's definitely the hardest thrower I've ever faced. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I think he's still floating around the minors. So good luck to you, Pat. Uh, you know, I think you could probably kick me back a cool 2% or something like that. You know, I made you look real good there, buddy. Um, if you're a friend of the show, come on down. Let's talk about it. I want to know why you throw me sliders. Uh, were you scared or were you practicing? You know, uh, yeah, you can, we'll figure it out. You can make the argument that, your highlight tape or your low light tape, mm -hmm. I guess, was a big factor in him getting drafted so high. Right, right. So you could potentially get some sort of compensation. Right. He Look. actually was with me in spring training. Uh, I don't know if it was last year. It might have been last year or the year before. Uh, really? But he was with the Mariners. It's a small world. It's a small the, world. The baseball community, man. It's the, just, Look, it's tiny. That, that's all I want. All you have to do, Pat, to compensate um, yourself and the money that you got, partly in, partly because of my strikeouts and terrible swing and inability to get ready in time, just come on the show. Let's just chat. Let's just chat. We'll call it Chat with Pat. You get your own segment. How about that, huh? Chat with Pat. Chat with chat Pat. With Pat. Without Pat for now, but we will get Pat. Yeah, this is Chat, about, chat about Pat. Uh, chat, chat about with Pat. Pat. You know, um, we're going to tag you, Pat. Be ready. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I think at this point, we covered everything we need to cover for this episode. Uh, Orlando, what do they got to look forward to next week? We got opening weekend next weekend. Woo! Wow. Opening weekend. I'm, I'm sure wise. all the teams does fly. I'm sure everyone's excited. Um Shout out to, you know, uh, not just – shout out to JUCO. They're already starting. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Division One, Division Two, Division Five, Division Eight. You guys are all getting going. Um, NAIA. Probably NAIA. Thank you. Uh, probably your last time to really let loose this weekend. So just make sure you're being safe. Uh just make sure that you're looking out for each other, but, but get wild this weekend. Right. Uh, I know, I know Alan used to, you know, weekend before opening weekend is always a hectic one. Um, was for myself. Right. Uh, but, but don't do any stupid shit before the season. Don't right. Do stupid shit, but don't get caught with don't it. Don't get caught. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the opening weekend next week. I am a resident of Arizona and there are tons of tournaments going on. There's tons of games. So I'll be hitting 
as much as I can. Uh, I know there's a tournament in Scottsdale, a tournament in Surprise, and ASU is hosting a bunch of teams. Um, so I'm going to try and hit each venue at least once. Uh, if you're there, just come say hi to me. Um, but a lot to look forward to, a lot to look forward to this season. And, uh, you know, I hope, hope you guys, the listeners have enjoyed us, uh, you know, in our sort of inaugural, uh, episodes here to kick things off. Um, but we really appreciate it. We would appreciate you guys to subscribe, rate, review on all of the listening platforms. Um, and we really like where we're going with this. Thank you, Orlando. Yeah, uh, I'll probably be on TV duty over the weekend, hopefully. But like I said, once Cal gets going, I'll be a big Pac-12-er as well. Um, Going to get out to my junior college at some point. Check that out. Shout out Kenyatta College, Redwood City. Uh, and yeah, hey. can't wait to talk to you all next week. Excited for the season. Let's do it. Don't forget, tweet at us if you have any issues. At Orazo, O-R-A-Z-O. Um, I was told to tell my name out just in case there's some pronunciation issues. So O-R-A-Z-O, pretty simple. There you go. And I am at the underscore Styles Files, Styles with an I. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.